This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Hello, planet Earth. What's up, friends and true believers? How are you doing? My name is Chris Machete Cochran. I'm your favorite comic book artist slash cult leader. There's my cat in the back. There he goes. That's Beans. Sometimes he's Darth Beans. So I kind of gave myself a haircut, but I didn't finish it off. So my hair's looking crazy, but that's okay. I got a hat to cover it up. Here comes Beans. It's Beans. Hi, Beans. Beans is very chatty. He's one of those cats that thinks he's people. If you talk to him, he talks back. What's happening, planet Earth? Holy smokes. It's the week of UFOs again, but different this time. I'm going to go into that. Still nothing from Crazy Plane Lady, if you're keeping score here. I hear you barking, big dogs. Where is that lady? What happened to Crazy Plane Lady? <sighs> Nowhere to be found? Is that not crazy? Is, is, is that not crazy? What's crazier? This lady or the fact that nobody can find her now? I don't know. I'll leave that up to you. I think that's pretty wild. I like that stuff. Trying to think what's going on here. We don't really have anything new in the store this week, um, and we're a little pressed for time today. Uh, we do have – I, I got a cool announcement coming up. I was uh, contacted by the city to be the guest of honor to – not guest of honor. What are they called? Guest speaker. <laughs> to be the guest speaker at a big event coming up here in the city of Kingston. So I'm stoked about that, and it has to do with comic books. Yeah, it's at the Grand Theatre, so I'll have a little more of an announcement on that. And, of course, our – we still have more workshops for the kids and the adults going through August here in Kingston at the Broom Factory. They've been going through July, and they've been fantastical. Thank you very much for supporting my uh, my sessions down there. Very much appreciated. I have to give a shout-out to the uh, Kingston Canadian Film Festival, and I have to give a shout-out to the folks at the Broom Factory, Mark and Moira. Very, very, very rad people taking care of me down there. Kingston is, and the city of Kingston's got me doing some speaking gigs now, so that's really cool as well. So yeah, not too much new from the store. We are going to print for Skeletron issue number four. I guess we can show that. We have a do we have a copy of that kicking around? Some artwork of issue four. There it is, right there. So there's the cover of issue number four, which will be available. Wait, and it's on a cliffhanger. But as I was discussing with one of my students, every issue basically is left on a cliffhanger. And then when we round out issue 8 to 10, that's it. So it's going to be like an 8 to 10 issue series, which is pretty cool. I'm done with that. I'm done with that. All right. So we got some cool stuff to talk about today. We've got our normal top fives that we do. Today, the subject is bands that I should like but probably don't. All right, bands I don't like but probably should. And we also have Brent's opinion on that as well. And here he's got his top five. Brent's still out on the road somewhere wrestling. He's wrestling. Where's our little, here he is right here. There he is. That's where Brent is. He's out wrestling. I just got a text from somebody. Anyway, um, yeah, so how do you like that? Brent's out doing a secret identity thing. LA Knight, good luck, LA Knight. Kick some butt. All right, so we're going to do our comic book of the week. 
what I have for our comic book of the week is actually kind of a genre, and I'm going to show you a few of them because I was going through. I was down in the back cave downstairs, going through some stuff. I was putting some Micronaut toys together, and what else was I doing? Just cleaning up. My wife helped me out really structure the Batcave a little better today. But anyway, I found some of my horror comic books, a whole pile of them. Horror with an H. Yeah, and uh, they're really cool. They're highly underrated, especially like some of the artwork for this. Check this out. Oh, that was really cool. This is The Witching Hour. And this is from, yeah, I'm going to call 1972. This is from... 74. I was close. It's from 1974. Wow, it smells old. Comic, old comic smells. Cool. There's a, look at that. The Witching Hour. 20 cents at the time. And what these are is, is short stories, which are really, really cool. I love the horror comics. There's another great one. Look at that. Baron Werewolf's Haunted Library. I love classic art. It's good stuff. This is my favorite one I've found so far. House of Mystery. There's some Neil Adams. Art on the front there. That's really cool. This is a really good one. I was just reading this one. Decent, decent, decent. I love this stuff. Of course, the best, well, not the best, but was, the classics are, to me, are the, are the fruit pie ads that they would always have. My daughter, who's awesome and is the assistant production manager for the Bare Naked Ladies, was out in the States and she sent me a picture of some fruit pies in the, in the variety store that she was at. And she just texted me today to say that they've gone bad. So she, she bought them when she was out somewhere in the States because they don't sell them here, at least not to my knowledge. You can get them on Amazon for an arm and a leg. But anyway, let's host this fruit pies. So she found some, but she just texted me today saying, sorry, they went bad. No hostess fruit pies for me, unfortunately. So that's my comic of the week. And it's kind of like horror. It's like a theme of comics, right? Yeah. Horror comics are red. All right. Now we're going to move on to our top five list. Now our top five list. Actually, let's do, let's do our new one. Let's do the burn unit. This is something new. I call the burn unit. I'm going to pick a celebrity. Now here's the thing. I do this for fun. Don't get, don't, don't get hurt if you're a fan of who I'm going to be burning. If you watch Bob's Burgers, you know what the burn unit is, all right? I uh, had Lonnie and I, my wife and I, when we get up in the morning and have coffee, we have this rule that whoever's on our TV screen is up for any kind of ridicule. They're on our TV screen. We're not awake yet, so we can burn them and say whatever we want about them. We're pretty nice. We're, like, it's not like anything that you would, like, you know, shut me down for. I don't think. Anyway, you got to be a fly on the wall in the morning when we're having our coffee. So check this out. These are five bands that Brent and I also, we have two separate lists. Should should probably like, but don't. Okay? Now, um, number five on mine, I have Triumph slash Rick Emmett. I've never liked Triumph or, or Rick Emmett. And Rick Emmett's supposedly a really talented dude. I just don't like his voice. I don't like Triumph. Don't like their music. When it comes on the radio, I cringe. Okay, Brent number five has, <clears throat> excuse me, has Dawkin, rocking with Dawkin. Yeah, Brent is not a fan of Dawkin apparently. I liked Dawkin; they weren't like huge on my list. But Brett's Brent's that's Brent's first one, number five, Dawkin. Bands he should probably like, but don't. Okay, so number four on mine is the Red Hot Chili Peppers. I should probably like the Chili Peppers. I did it one time. Now, whenever their songs come on the radio or on whatever I'm listening to, wherever I'm at, I cringe. I think it's uh, the vocalist. I think it's Anthony Kiedis. I just drives me nuts. I can't do it. I can't do it. That's my number. So that'd be my number four. 
Um, Brent has Blink-182. Would have liked them if they came out before Green Day, maybe, he says. No, probably not. But, <laughs> um, yeah, I, I wasn't... I didn't listen to a lot of Blink-182 when they very first came out. And then when my daughter got a little bit older, she was listening to a ton of Blink-182. And I heard a lot of it. And I was like, hey, this is pretty good. Some of it's pretty pretty rad. So that's Brent's uh, number four band of bands that he should like but probably doesn't. Blink-182. Mine was Red Hot Chili Peppers. Okay. Uh, Number three on my list is some more hair metal, glam metal. Uh, Bon Jovi. I can't stand Bon Jovi. I just I and like and again when I hear the music I cringe, and I should probably like John Bon Jovi, right, Lonnie? I should probably like the Bon John Dream, but I don't. I can't stand Bon Jovi. That's my number three. Brent is the Cure. Brent was never into New Wave. Brent doesn't like New Wave. He's not a New Waver. So there you go. That was Brent's number three, the Cure. I like The Cure. Never a huge fan, but I like The Cure. They had some cool tunes for sure. Yeah, I can name a lot of tunes. Anyway, um, my number two of bands that I should probably like but I don't is Queensryche. I never liked Queensryche. And apparently they were like intelligent guys metal, so maybe I'm not that intelligent. I don't know. But I never liked uh, Jeff Jeff Tate or whatever his name was, voice. I wasn't into the guitar riffs. I just found it uh, very, very digitally... Not up my alley. Yeah, so Queensryche is my number two band. I should probably like, but don't. Now we're back over to Brent's list, and he's got the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Saw it, still don't get it. He says, he says, okay, this is what Brent says about the Red Hot Chili Peppers. It's funny how he has these bold statements when he's not here, huh? <laughs> I kid because he's not here. But this is a pretty bold statement. The Chili Peppers. This is Brent's opinion on the Red Hot Chili Peppers. I like this. Saw it, still don't get it. Classic example of the jocks and the non-guitars leading the pack here and people actually believing the hype. Hopefully he wanted me to say that out loud, but I'm, he must have, right? Okay, so wow, he really doesn't like uh, the Red Hot Chili Peppers. I just find the, vo- the vocals really, really annoying. So that was on. Yeah, so my number one band that I should probably like but can't stand is U2. I I just can't. Eh. Moreover, U2, you can see I'm stammering because, like, I don't think they're guitar. I think their guitar player sucks. Edge has got to be one of the worst guitar players ever. Like, just uncreative, using the same the same chord, this chord, singularly, the same effect. And Bono's just annoying. I've never understood you 2 Never got you 2 Never understood you 2 Never liked you 2 Still don't. That's my number one band. Probably should like, but I don't. Now, my uh, honorable mention was Linkin Park. Because I don't, I don't get Linkin Park yet. I don't know. So, yeah, I know you're all wondering, what's Branson? Who, who's Brent going to trash now, right? Rush. Brent's number one band that he should probably like but doesn't is Rush. Self-explanatory. Super musos, but lightning in a bottle. Just long enough to snag just enough audience. Wow, those are pretty sharp comments. Huh, all right. Um, and honorable mention is Pink Floyd. Uh, yeah. Yeah, so Pink Floyd is his honorable mention. So the Rush one was pretty funny from Brent, and I like that. Those are bands. Those are our top five bands that we should probably like, but don't. And I'll give you mine again. I got Triumph, Red Hot Chili Peppers, John Bon Doobie, Queensryche, U2, Honorable Mention, Linkin Park. 
and Brent has and Brent Brent's list is on fire. He's, it's hot here because he's like burning people so bad. This should have been on the burn unit. Right? Mm -hmm. Okay, well, it still could be, I guess. So Brent's list of bands they should probably like but does not is Dawkin, number five, Blink-182, The Cure, Red Hot Chili Peppers, number one, Rush. <clears throat> and if you weren't here for earlier, he laid down some sick burns on some of those bands, too. It was pretty interesting. Uh, yeah, that's great. We are going to do that. I don't know what it is. We're very excited. Okay, cool. So we're going to talk about that after I get off the air. Shouldn't check my emails while I'm on the air. That's distracting. Okay. So those are the top five bands. We should probably like, but don't. Do you disagree? Do you agree? Do you have some that you would like to add? I'd love to hear it. I'd love to hear about the, the bands that you, you dislike. I like talking about that stuff. You got to vent sometimes. My hair. I've literally put it in a ponytail and just cut it. It's just funny to see it. Now I get what everybody's talking about. Yeah, that's weird. <laughs> it's like I'm back in the grunge days. Right? Yeah. Okay. Uh... If you have any bands that you know you should you think that you should like but you dislike let me know i i, I want to hear about them we'll burn unit it all right so we're going to do the burn unit now this is a new uh a new segment that i'm going to be doing don't get mad at us folks we're just having fun here these people are making a lot of money and i'm allowed to burn them if you disagree with that you should not be watching my show but if you are watching my show thank you Okay, there's our warning. Okay, so on the burn unit today, this is our first show. It's going to be Harry Styles. Okay, now, I know he's in a dress. That's not why this is on here. This is actually one of the more normal ones that he's been wearing lately and such like that. Um, yeah. What are you doing? What? I don't understand. I, I kind of understand it because I'm thinking that uh, this is what's wrong with music today and this is why we're not getting good rock and roll is because there's guys like this that will put on whatever the record label and company asks him to put on and do whatever the record label wants him to do and management company and be home at a certain time and get up. Um, and as I said, like, there's nothing to do with him wearing a dress. This is actually one of the more normal ones that he would wear when he gets outlandish. Uh, burn unit? This guy, this is fire. If, if, if he was near a flame right now, boom, it would be all over because this is so burn unit compatible. Uh, what, why is the little puppy there? I, I get like it's Alice in Wonderland or whatever it is, but no, Wizard, of Wizard of Oz, right? Sorry, uh, Dorothy, right? But uh, you know, dude, I think it's. I think it's the record label. They get to tell him yeah. what he wants to do or what they want him to do, and he listens. Is it distracting from the music? It's distracting from good music. How's that sound? All right. Harry Styles, stop distracting us from good music. It's, it's not working. I don't like it. Burn unit. Burnola. That's it for the burn unit today. Harry Styles. Harry Styles, you're in the way of good music. Please stop. Okay, great. So there's our burn unit. Now, this one, as I say, we got a bit of a quick show today. Oh, man, I've been waiting for this one, though. Why do I feel like I'm missing something? I am missing something. I wanted to talk quickly about... Um, so I don't watch a lot of NXT wrestling. I watch a lot of wrestling, but I don't watch a lot of NXT wrestling on WWE. And I watched... Uh, was the Great American Bash. Whoa! There it is. That was great. I'm, I'm hooked. 
I'm hooked. I'm stoked. I'm back in. I will watch NXT. Yeah, the Great American Bash was great. Uh, some of the highlights were uh, the Baron Corbin, uh, Gable Stevens, Stevenson. I don't know their names yet even. was a great match because I think uh, Baron Corbin was supposed to be the bad guy, but everybody's turning on this Gable Stevenson guy who was an Olympic gold medalist or something like that. So that was pretty interesting. Of course, uh, Dom wrestled in a three-way match against uh, Mustafa Ali and Wesley, and this was an amazing match. Holy cow! Uh, that was just these guys are very talented, and they push it. They they push the envelope more than the guys do in SmackDown and Raw. Um, and a submission match between Tiffany Stratton and Thea Hale. Thea Hale, come on! She is awesome. Tiffany Stratton's just like one leap away from hitting the big ones up there for Raw or, or SmackDown. And then Carmelo Hayes and uh, Aisha Drag, Dragunov. Dragunov. Wow. These guys are leaving it all on the mat. Loving it. Loving it. So, again, wait, one, my one problem, and it's, it's with our girl Rhea Ripley. Uh, every time it's the same thing. She gets in people's way and they don't want to hit her. They don't, they're, oh, sorry, you know, hey, it's Rhea Ripley. I want to, it's a girl. I won't touch her. And then she screws up the match and Dom wins or somebody else from their thing wins, their faction wins. Come on. She's like so much more talented than that than just have her play like uh, the heel that does nothing over and over and over again, stands in the way and causes the, you know, the weak heels to win. She's got so much more character than that. You're wasting time. You're wasting her, uh, man, her hand right here. It's too bad. Anyway, NXT, though, uh, some great wrestlers in there that you should pay attention to because they're on their way up. And you're like, well, I remember watching their matches back when they were young. Now, I, I know I don't spend a lot of time on AEW, and I love AEW. What a time to be a wrestling fan, if you ask me. AW and E and WWE are, I think, are pretty rad right now. WWE has too much talking and stuff in it, but you got the fast forward button if you, if it's on hold, right? Okay, so moving along, they have announced the government did a big uh, show about UFOs are year are real. We're gonna have a big display about it. Congress is gonna get together and we're gonna let everybody know that uh, UFOs are real. So let's start our our conspiracy theory. Let's do it. And we're in Montreal on the set of Project Gravator. Two days ago was a congressional hearing in Washington, D.C., which is making news around the world. And if you had one comment to say, Bob, on this congressional hearing, what would it be? I told you so. <laughs> That's my buddy, Bob Lazar. We started off the season, I think, with Bob Lazar. And I was talking about how this was before the government said that UFOs were real. So we were talking about Bob Lazar and how he was at Area 51. He said he worked there. Everybody said, no, he didn't. They made his life miserable. Now the government's like, oh, whoop, yep, UFOs are real. Which means this is real. Because they said Roswell was real. Yeah, so that's not what they found at Roswell. 
I can talk over this, right? Yeah. Yeah. So this is what they showed at Roswell, which wasn't real. Oh, this isn't real. No, that's that's what they showed. Saying, oh. this is what they tried to phony up on us, right? Oh, okay. So Weather balloon crap. And in his hand, you, you could, they, they focused in on what was on the writing in the hand and different pictures. Oh. On that piece of paper and, right, and one of maybe here. But anyway, look at that. That's not what they really found. Those were all lies. All lies. Anybody else out there kind of knew this from the beginning? Mm-hmm. I know there's lots of us, but I, I, I can remember lots of, of, of kids and younger adults kind of goading me in or fish lining me into admitting I liked alien or believed aliens were real only to have them like really make fun of me. And yeah, you know what? I, and now it turns out that I was right. But you know what the funny thing is, is that all of us folks who believed in them are so burnt out in general that it's like, yeah, okay. we Yeah. Right. And all the people that didn't believe just, they don't want to acknowledge it because then they'd be wrong. So <laughs> nobody really gives a shit. Nobody's doing anything. Now I'm not going to show you a whole bunch of things from the hearing because it's it's some I, I, it's really interesting stuff, but for me to re-talk about it, it, there's no sense in doing that. If you really want to see highlights of it, you go to YouTube and find interesting spots from Congress meeting on UFOs, and people have it. Just they have those there, so which is really really cool. So you can hear the the interesting spots on on what you want to hear. Okay. Now the thing is is about this is that they've obviously had this technology since the 50s. And as Bob Lazar said, we know now Bob Lazar was not lying. So if you really want to get into the UFO thing and what's going on at Area 51, again, watch my first episode of this season, Conspiracy Theories, and you'll see my Bob Lazar episode. If not, just Google his name on YouTube, man. The guy was right. He worked at Area 51. Everything he was saying was right. And the government ruined his life. It was crazy. Just crazy. So his his... His story, which was the truth, was that they were trying to re-engineer all these UFOs and stuff they have found over the, the decades or whatever. And it was all different groups of people, and they didn't talk to each other. And he was one of them, and they are trying to re-engineer some of this stuff. So they've been trying to re-engineer this stuff since the 50s. So I believe, this is just me, this is my theory, is that they're coming clean now. Because we're going to start to see a lot more of this technology. I think they finally come since the 50s. So however long that took, oh my gosh. So since the 50s, they finally re-engineered, or I believe they call that, all this uh, technology that they found. And so we're going to start seeing it. So they have to tell us what's going on or else we're going to be, everybody's going to be calling UFO, 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 or freaking out and shooting some things maybe, (laughs) depending on where they're seen. It's funny because all these sightings right now are all in the States, right, or in Canada. Don't get me started on these dragons that people are seeing in Canada. Dinosaurs. Dinosaurs and such people report. Don't sure. I, I'm not even gonna give that in. That's birds. <laughs> birds. We're talking UFOs. Okay, so I believe the re-engineering, they finally figured out to re-engineer all this UFO stuff. That's what I'm thinking. And we're gonna see some technology fly here in the next little while. You know, so also this is the thing, this cracks open everything to me though. I don't again, we're all burnout, I understand it, but you know they have something other than gasoline for our cars, right? They've been lying to us about that. There's so many things. Electricity is not expensive probably. You know, like there's so many things that we're, we're being lied to about. Look at the, the grocery stores making like $5 million off everybody's recession. 500 million. 500 million Loblaws making off here in Canada off everybody's recession. You know, the things that we're not being, t- being told uh, are kind of the reason why I have the cult of machete. And some of my... my uh, Posts are being being very quietly taken down, and that's fine. 
that's fine. I don't, I'm not offending anybody. Uh, it sucks when you speak the truth about something though, doesn't it? Yeah, it sure does. Um, so I, I, that's, that's my take on this, why they're shut, telling us about the UFOs, why they're being more transparent now. Same time, man, you just, you just, you've been lying since the 50s. Oh my gosh, makes my blood boil. Now the big conspiracy people are saying that we are heading for a fake alien invasion. I'm seeing this all over TikTok. My wife has mentioned it, that they're doing this because they're going to phony invasion us and they're going to scare us. I personally don't think that's what it is, but hey, it's a conspiracy theory and I'm throwing it out there. Again, I don't come up with these conspiracy theories. Mine was just the one that they're, they've they've calculated everything up and they're ready to release it on the world. Um, like I've heard that. That's just a common conspiracy theory, like a Bob Lazar one. Because he was there, he said that's what we're trying to do. I figure we're going to see some flying cars and all kinds of, of crazy stuff in the next little while. Um, as far as the fake UFO invasion, I don't think that's happening. But I would love to hear some more opinions on people who do think that's uh, what is happening. The government is planning a fake UFO invasion to scare us all. And I've heard some really wild theories that they're going to like bring out these people that look like aliens and we're going to have to release all our control from 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 us to this these alien this new alien government that's coming in that's what they're, they're planning on doing to us so that's really wild man i like that like i like to hear that personally i don't know if i buy into that but i'd love to hear that kind of stuff so if you got any more comments let me know um again the the, the cracking of the ufos here man we're either too burnt out to care or the people who did not believe in it don't want to admit they were wrong, but yeah. So if you really want to blow your mind, go back over all the things that you thought possibly. Now I'm talking to my, my cult of machete folks here because we think a little bit differently. Go back over all the things that you thought were conspiracy theories, but in your heart, you knew there was more to it. You were probably right. Go back and look at it. Crack it open for your own good. I'm not telling you to start going around with signs and protesting and putting things all over the internet. But, you know, for your own peace of mind, I find that knowing that they're finally admitting that UFOs are real, that's heartwarming for me. It's kind of like, cool. All right, well, I had one on all you guys. Or for since I was, you know, Star Wars kids. All the Star Wars kids believed in aliens. And we were all called nerds and geeks because we believed in that kind of stuff. Well, you know, we're, we're, kind, of, we're kind of fulfilled in our our aims and our goals now and our beliefs in a way now how are they going to turn this around so we hate it that's my question right what are they going to do to make us hate aliens now because you know it's the government they got to take what we enjoy and make it crap <laughs> i'm exaggerating a bit I'm, I'm, i try and be funny when i'm talking about this kind of stuff but ufos yeah was there anything? i think I, that was like and that they admit that uh they come from a different dimension yeah, well, that's why I say like you should. If you're really into it, just go to YouTube and ask for the do the best best segments of it, and they'll talk about how they're from other dimensions and just all kinds of interesting stuff, different classifications of species that they know of. Uh, and it's so wild to see this professional army guy, military guy, just sitting there talking about it with a straight, you know, just like it, it's like you're watching a Marvel movie. Wow, aliens. And there's still stuff they can't even talk about because it's still classified. Because it's, it's weaponry. <laughs> oh. Um, plus, that's the other thing, too. We may see some some new weapons coming into play that are going to blow your mind, right? What the hell was that? So that's what I think. But anyway, that's our conspiracy theories for today, Cult of Machetius. Thanks for tuning in for that one, okay? I love it. We'll play our beautiful little... Uh... And then we'll uh, finish up.
Hey, there we go. Right on. Thanks. Uh, thanks, Cult of Machetiists. Yeah, that's what we're starting to call ourselves. Right on. Try not to get in trouble this week, right? Be good to yourself. So, we lost a really rad actor. Oh, man, this guy was funny. The Pee Wee Herman uh, movie, the first one, Pee Wee Herman's Big Adventure. I can remember when we first got that on, on VHS. And it was taped from something. It was a taped copy of it. Pee Wee Herman's Big Adventure. And me and my buddies going to watch it and laughing and laughing. And then when you get older, it's a Gen X thing where you're you're older and you're in your you know, your te- late teens and early 20s and you're at the bar and you're, you're quoting the movie and you're realizing other people who dug it as much as you did, right? Yeah, and the dance, you know. Something you'd like to share with the rest of us? Amazing Larry! And you just pick up the funny little things. He started out on some Cheech and Chong movies doing this character, actually. A little known fact about Paul Rubens is he started uh, doing this, this character on Cheech and Chong. Yeah, he got caught jerking off in a movie theater and people made a big deal about it. So what? Could we do way worse things? It was an adult theater. Just yes. to be oh, yeah, it was an adult movie theater. It wasn't just in any theater. Okay, so Paul Rubens, man, safe travels to your next uh, destination, my friend. You were funny. You were smart funny. And, I, you know, I, I still can watch uh, your stuff and laugh. Bitch and Camaro. All right, so we got, we're going to end things off here with some funny uh the producer wants me to watch these these funny clips and then talk about them so vintage clips. some vintage clips so we're going to end things uh with some vintage we'll, we'll come up with a name for this segment right now where it's just our ending segment because we got to leave a little, little bit early today my friends i apologize um so let, let's see what our producer my producer's got for us here world surprise awaits little Sally, who feels she's been given the brush off. From now on, it's high society and life in a penthouse for her. Baby, it's cold outside. Brother Paul is in on the secret, but poor puzzle Sally, little does she know her people are going to look up to her. Actually, Sally's not surprised. She knew about it all the time. Well, a girl can read between the lines of wire. After all, the whole thing stands out as a stand-in for a garden, so she's getting down to it. Two-year-old Paul's really above the age limit for this kind of cagey caper. Still, Sally gets a kick out of life when he's around. All this high life, it could go to a girl's head. It's daddy. Yes, they respect him, even if they do sometimes look down on him. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Was anybody else getting chills like watching from up high of those little babies looking over the edge? Whoa. I was aware of that, but I haven't seen that in ages. What do you think of that? Cages for kids on your windowsill when you're in an apartment so they can get outside. And how about when the bigger kid jumped in there? That's when I was like, oh no, Paul, get out of there. They even named them Sally and Paul, right? That's <laughs> hilarious. I like that. That's a good one. We'll come up for a name for this segment that we do at the end here, but that's vintage something. Wow. You could not get away with that these days. The safety concerns on that. The, the safety one. concerns on that. I would love to go back and take a look at one of those and have like a, you know, like a guy who does construction or whatever take a, uh, you know, take a look at that. <laughs> okay, the next one. Yep, let's see the next one. Got nobody. Police in German cities too have one consuming passion to get the poor motorist fined as often as possible. Whether he's too fast, too slow, stops, or doesn't stop. It's a lot easier than catching criminals. 
Oh, dear. Can't book this chap. He's in mechanical trouble. Bad luck, copper. But perhaps you'll get him for speeding sometime. But who's this? Ah, just in time to help the poor chap underneath. He ain't got no body. Just the legs to beat the arm of the law. It looks like exactly the idea to beat Ernie Marple's pink plan for pale people. Thwarted by no parking next Christmas. Oh, my God. Is that real? I think so. Oh, my God. That was hilarious. Could you imagine that? That's smart, though. Nowadays, people would look right under the car, though, right? Yeah. And avoid tickets. Jeez. If that, wow. That's funny. That's funny. I guess you guys, it's hard. You got a lot of tickets when you park in the city and such, right? Mm-hmm. That is really funny. I like that. Okay, we'll come up with a new name for that vintage clips thing at the end there because I really like that. That was hilarious. All right, well, thanks for tuning into our show. We just had a little bit, we had a half hour show today. Uh, we missed last week. I apologize about missing last week. Uh, we're feeling, we were feeling a little under the weather here. And uh, that happens. Plus, we're super busy, super busy and feeling under the weather. is two combos that don't really work out too well sometimes, right? But anyway, thanks for tuning in for our uh, top five of bands that Brent and I should probably like. But don't. And watch, uh, if you're into wrestling, NXT, man. NXT's pretty rad. Those guys are laying it on the line. They're laying it on the line. I really liked it. And then uh, if you're seeing any uh, horror comic books, horror in the dollar bins, grab them up. They're great. You'll like them. Classic stuff. Love the classic stuff. And then, uh, so when Raw's on tonight, we're going to go watch Raw. i got to step out for a while, though, immediately. That's why i kind of got to end. So, uh... We're going to watch Raw, and then this weekend is uh, SummerSlam, right? Yeah, SummerSlam. So we got a weekend all planned out. I'm very excited for it, and my birthday's coming up in August, so stoked. Okay, folks, so if there's anything you want to see on here, please let me know. And thanks for tuning in, my friends. The Cult of Machete loves you. Yeah. So on the ending note here, I am noticing so many grouchy people when I'm out and about, and I get it. Man, I get it. The prices of things are ridiculous. I have a joke on, I was joking on my Facebook, who's spending $8 on a bag of chips, right? Like, it's really, really crazy. So, I used to always go out and smile and really go out of my way to try and make people feel happy. And it's funny how the vibrations have changed. Some people are just more like, you know what, I would be happier if you just didn't look at me and leave me alone. And I'm totally getting that vibe from people when I'm out. And I'm appreciating it. It's not me. And it's not them. It's the situation we are all in. And I, some people, you know, right now, even though they're not smiling, they're not being, I don't think they're dissing you. I don't think they're they're unhappy with you in general. I think that uh, we are all here. I can only speak for us Canadians, or Ontarians. Um, we are all under a huge, a huge financial crunch here. Our mortgage uh, rates keep going up. Our interest rates on simple things keep going up. Uh so you're going to find a lot of people out and about aren't as happy as they used to be. And that sucks. That does suck. I'm hoping things are going to change. Uh, nothing I can do about it other than kind of talk to you folks. And you can talk back with me and we can get through all this together. Uh, my point of all this is that, uh, you know, times change and vibrations change. It's, it's a time to take care of yourself. Much like I personally feel Canada should be taking care of Canada right now. Stop giving our money away, man. We need help. When chips are $8 at a grocery store, and that grocery store is making a $300 million, what was it? $500 million. $500 million, uh, profit for one quarter. We have a serious problem. Stop giving our money away. Stop raising our prices. That's Loblaws. That's Loblaws. So, friends, 
don't be mean to other people, but just take care of yourself. Make sure you're happy. Other other people are a little edgy right now. I get it. I get it. I get it. But take care of yourself. It's a good time for that because we, uh, us Ontario's here, we're, uh, we're, we're, we're faced with some, some shit. We are. But stay strong, all right? Have dinner with your family. Like, we didn't get to have dinner with our family this week, and that sucks. Mom, Dad, hope you're doing good. We'll get together soon. Go over some great news. And uh, just, as I say, peace and love, my friends. Take care of yourself. Do you. And do you proper, okay? Uh, thanks to the Cryer Media for uh, letting me on the show. I can talk pretty much whatever I want on here, and I love it. See you next week. I'm Sarah Burke, and I host the Women in Media podcast, where I'm exploring the challenges women face in the media spotlight and celebrating our triumphs. My guests come from radio, TV, news, and sports, and we'll cover topics like leadership, diversity, stereotypes, and more. Most of all, I'm looking to build a community through a space where we can discuss anything. The Women in Media podcast, available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or at womeninmedia.ca. Do, did, will, the Story of People podcast is now available on the Cryer Media Network. The first five episodes are here and feature some incredible guests that fit into one or all three of those categories. Ready? Tara Sloan from the San Jose Sharks, Undercurrent Podcast at NBC Sports. Marianne Iveson from Iveson Voice and the Let's Take This Outside podcast to talk about the world of outdoors as well as voiceover land. Ariana Hunsicker, future Canadian Paralympic swimmer, already winning tons of awards for this country. Scott McGregor from the Hot Wallet podcast to dumb down the world of crypto, Bitcoin, and NFTs so you don't have to. And Jackie Holawati from Climate Pledge Arena in Seattle, Washington, the first net zero carbon certified arena on the planet. Wherever you get your pods, wherever you watch your pods, and on the Cryer Media Network.